Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I am Laura Carfang, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations. I am always so thrilled to start off my week with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new to Breast Cancer Conversations, I want to give you a huge welcome and let you know that you are joining an amazing community of inspiring individuals. Each week, we come out with a new podcast. Sometimes it's William and I. Sometimes we bring on amazing guests, and it is all here to benefit you, our listeners. Before we get started, I want to let you know, if you are not familiar with survivingbreastcancer.org, please hop over to survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events, and there you will see a list of our grand portfolio of programs and services. Most importantly, I would love to give you a personal invitation to attend our Thursday Night Thrivers Meetup. We meet up every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on Zoom. It's a no agenda meeting. Come as you are. All are welcome. We also offer Movement Monday classes on Mondays. We have our Breast Cancer Book Club where we read books that have absolutely nothing to do with breast cancer. It's really just a great time once a month we convene on the first Sunday. Please make sure that you subscribe to our mailing list so you never miss a beat with our Monday newsletters and our Friday features. So let's jump right into today's content. I am so thrilled because today we are speaking with Abigail Johnston and Tammy Eagle. These are two amazing women living with metastatic breast cancer, and this particular episode is brought to us as part of our NBC webinar series, where we talk about all topics related to metastatic breast cancer every other Sunday. Today, Tammy shares with us the vision behind Light Up NBC Live. What started off as an initiative with one person has now swept the U.S., North America, and the world. We also dive into the color of pink, the pink ribbon, and the evolution of how the metastatic breast cancer ribbon brought to us by Metaviver, which is pink, teal, and green, is a lot more inclusive. We need to make sure that we're coming together as a community, the early stagers, the pre-vivers, and the late stagers. We can do more together. Welcome to the conversation. This project is the love child of a friend of somebody who died with MBC. She began this process with her friend's husband to honor her friend's legacy and to bring awareness to those of us who are living with MBC, not breast cancer awareness, but for those of us who are living with something a little bit more serious. And it is something that anybody can do. And so I I want you to keep in mind as you listen to what Tammy is talking about today that Honoring somebody's legacy can take lots of different turns. And this is just one, one example of the uh, work and legacy of somebody that has been lost too soon. And so Tammy, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners before we talk about the wonderful project that you are heading up? Oh, sure. Uh, My name is Tammy Eagle Bowling. I am the producer and co-host of Light Up NBC Live. Wonderful. And um, tell us a little bit about your your background. Um, I understand that you did work in this media in the past before you were diagnosed with NBC. I did. I spent about 20 years in the media industry working for brands like Cosmopolitan and Marie Claire, Bon Appetit and Teen Vogue. Um, selling advertising, both print and digital. And actually, 
about seven years ago, was diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer. And that changed what I decided to do for the rest of my life. It's always fascinating to me how people take what they did prior to uh, MBC diagnosis and how they apply that to um, living with cancer and, and raising money. So it sounds like you have a great background for that. How does that inform how you have um, approached Light Up MBC? Well, as you mentioned, this campaign really started because there was a girl named Jessica Moore who was diagnosed at the age of 32 and who passed away at the age of 36. And her best friend and cousin, Laura Inahara, formed More Fight, More Strong to support Jessica. And like you said, to carry out her legacy, which was shining a light on metastatic breast cancer. And the way that Laura chose to do that was through lighting up buildings in the symbolic MBC colors of not only pink, but pink, teal, and green, which is the tricolor ribbon that the organization Metaviber designed. So that's how the campaign started. And initially it was just an awareness campaign. So a few years ago, after Jessica's passing, the first bridge lit up near her hometown in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. And her family and her friends were able to go to the bridge and really feel her light, tell stories about her, as you said, keeping her legacy alive. But then Laura and Jessica's husband were determined to continue that. And they had about 80 landmarks the following year that participated around the country. And when I got involved, I wanted to use my marketing and sales background to monetize the campaign, to say, this is not only about awareness, but this needs to raise funds for critical research. And how can we do that? So I came up with the concept of Light Up NBC Live as a way to bring together people affected by metastatic breast cancer around the world because the buildings were already lighting, but a lot of people couldn't see what was happening. And that's why I decided to produce and curate a show called Light Up NBC Live, where we bring metastatic patients and caregivers in from landmarks that are illuminating around the country live the evening of October 13th. And we share stories and journeys of people affected by metastatic breast cancer in the hopes that educating the public will not only raise awareness, but will raise critical funds for MBC research. October 13th is federally recognized as National Metastatic Breast Cancer Awareness Day. Actually, the original founder of Metaviver, her name is CJ, she was involved in going down to Washington and actually getting lawmakers to set aside a specific day to recognize the needs and the differences in the needs for the advanced stage uh, metastatic breast cancer community uh, versus early stage. And that's why we do it on that night. We now have over 200 landmarks. Every single state in the United States is participating, as well as additional countries like Ireland and Sweden and Canada. So this is growing into a global initiative that can really create a new conversation about metastatic breast cancer. 
Now, last year was the first year that you did NBC Live or Light Up NBC Live, right? Yes. How was that experience for you standing there and talking for how long did it last? About two hours or a little more than two hours? It was three and a half hours and I was wearing heels the whole time. My feet were killing me. (laughs) But um, it was an amazing night because... It, I really felt that it helped give a voice to the NBC community and the emails that I received afterwards were from people saying, you know what, this disease can be invisible. And they were so happy to be involved and have a platform available to them to share their stories. And that is so meaningful to me uh, to make a difference in people's lives, uh, to be able to share their stories and to be able to give purpose to this disease by creating this platform that allows people to contribute and people to help make a difference in the research that scientists are able to do. So the money that is raised in the evening of October 13th through Light Up NBC Live, where does that money go? All of the money raised through Light Up NBC Live goes to nonprofit Metaviver Research and Support. And 100% of all donor dollars that go to Metaviver fund metastatic breast cancer research. And that is why we feel so passionate about giving all of the funding to Metaviver. I know firsthand, I've spoken with the scientists that have received the funding. And they are so appreciative and share with the Light Up NBC leadership team that they would not be able to do the work that they're doing without the grants that they receive from Metaviver. We had a couple of scientists in last year's show, and we have um, some in this year's show that will talk about what those grants have allowed them to accomplish. It's so important to be able to help people understand where where their dollars are going. And sometimes I think, and we've talked about this before um, on these these episodes that, you know, millions and millions of dollars go into research, billions, right? Like there's so much money going into research, but these relatively small grants, (laughs) I say relatively, right? $100,000, it still seems like a large amount of money, but that doesn't fund a whole trial. A, a small-ish grant of hundred or $150,000, what does that do to help scientists move the needle forward on understanding metastatic breast cancer? Well, the scientists, they have these hypotheses uh, about, for example, why is there resistance during treatment? You know, we have metastatic breast cancer drugs that work. The problem is that they don't work long enough. So a lot of scientists are studying, you know, what proteins can they target? What proteins can they inhibit to resensitize a cell or to make sure that that resistance doesn't happen? This do- these dollars, $100,000, allows them to test their hypothesis about specific proteins. And once they can prove that hypothesis, then they can bring it into the clinical setting and they have bigger companies that are then willing to invest knowing that their hypothesis held true. So, you know, so many scientists have ideas and we need more money to fund those ideas. Uh, as you said, I mean, right now, 
you know, only about 5% of overall breast cancer research funding goes towards metastatic breast cancer research. And that's not okay. I mean, we, we know that early stage breast cancers, unfortunately, have a high rate of recurrence up, up to about 30% of early stage breast cancers recur as stage four. And so we need at least 30%, if not more, funding stage four research, because we all know if you can find a cure for stage four, it solves all of the stages. Like triage, we got to work with the people who are the worst off first, and then that, uh, and then get to the people who can who can wait, who have a ninety six percent chance of living. Those with early stage breast cancer. So it always amazes me how people with the disease are the ones who are stepping into this gap and pushing for these. You know, it's not smaller, but but pushing for the the money that gets the scientists to the place that they need to go, so that, that they can get the money to do the clinical trials. So tell me about the team. Tell me about the people that you are working with. Um, I think there's quite a few people who have come on board this year. Thank goodness. <laughs> we, we definitely needed more help. So that was great. Um, so Laura really spearheads the landmarks and um, any questions that have to do with the landmarks. And then I really spearhead the show, the Light of NBC Live show. And then um, Allison Aquino Fazolari is uh, someone that I used to work with actually when I was at Teen Vogue. And she came aboard last year um, as, you know, and now she's like the national campaign director. And she was able to bring in some more people this year. So we have Nicole uh, Howarth, who is our campaign coordinator. We have Rosalind Weston, who is also an NBC patient, and she is our campaign manager. We also have Sheetal Dewan, who is also living with metastatic breast cancer and works full-time and has two children, and she is our digital campaign manager. And we also have Kristen Kubicki, who has come on as our marketing manager. So um, I feel really fortunate to have this leadership team because we all bring something different to the table. You know, we're all doing it pro bono. We're all volunteering our time. And it really takes a lot of different skills to make it successful. And we still actually need someone who's a graphic designer. We'll just put that call out out there. That's probably my biggest stress is there are people willing to give us digital billboards, but I need someone to design them. And then you know, I'm always asking like a one-off favor from a friend, but we still really need that um, that graphic design specialist. It's an important point that this is not a um, group of people who are getting paid to do this, that it is, it's all volunteers. Um, so your leadership team then works with vol- other volunteers on the ground in the various states and countries that you're, you've talked about, right? Exactly. I mean, we could not do this kind of campaign without our Light Up NBC ambassadors. And we have a private Facebook group of about 250 volunteers that are affected by NBC in some way or passionate about the cause. And they live in states, um, not only in the U.S., I mean, really throughout the country and around the world. And we provide templates 
to secure mayoral proclamations about the disease, templates to secure sponsorships. There's so many people that want to help, but they don't know how. And that was really the reason for setting up the group to say, you know, what tools can we provide that people can run with? You know, here's a template for how to secure a landmark. Here's a template for how to raise funds. And I'm so proud to say that so many people have stepped up to be Light Up NBC state captains, like yourself, Abby, um, who is gratefully doing that for the state of Florida. And we don't have every single state, but I think we have at least 30. We have a lot of states that have state captains. And the goal of that was really to create a community within each state of people affected by metastatic breast cancer. So instead of just having the singular, you know, I'm raising funds, it's more, okay, like this is the team within the state, whether whether we channel our grief of people that have passed away into fundraising for the future and we share their story, or we share the people that are living affected by it, that's all on the state pages. And then it all rolls up, uh, you know, into an overall Light Up NBC campaign page. And all of this information can be found at metaviver.org forward slash light up MBC. All right. We'll probably need to repeat that uh, a couple of times. But uh, bottom line, if you Google light up MBC, that part of Metaviver's page um, does show up. So if somebody was interested in getting involved with light up MBC, is that page the best place to go first? So our contact information um, is listed on that page. They could email the, there's a section that says, do you want to volunteer with us? And there are instructions on that page, or they could simply go to Facebook and request to join hashtag light up NBC ambassadors. And there'll be uh, three or four questions that they're asked before they're accepted into that private volunteer group. At a bottom line, the Light Up NBC campaign is about light, and it's about lighting up, um, whether it's a landmark or a building or, I know we've had city halls, um, any anything that is located in a city that would be something iconic about that city. I know we've got hard rock cafes, we've got various um, stadiums um, that, that light up as well, and so the whole campaign, it's about celebration. It's about celebrating living. Absolutely. You know, initially, uh, land like last year, we had 115 landmarks. And that was really to honor the 115 lives lost daily to metastatic breast cancer. Uh, this year, we have now 217 landmarks. So it's really growing. And it really is to inspire people that when they see those lights shining in, you know, 217 places in every single state around the world, they will know that we are not on this journey alone. And that is so important because for a long time, people really didn't understand metastatic breast cancer. And when you have every state in the U.S. participating, you know that um, there's going to be press around it. There's going to be social media around it. And the more that we can educate, the more that we can raise the funds and extend the lives of metastatic patients. In today's day and age, we're all about 
trying to be inclusive. And I think that there are so many people that don't realize that pink is not necessarily inclusive of the metastatic breast cancer community. So we are trying to educate people that is why the metastatic ribbon is teal for healing and spirituality, green for hope and immortality, and pink because the cancer originated in the breast, but it's so much more than that. And the illumination of nights that evening recognizes that people are understanding the multi-dimensions of living with metastatic breast cancer. And it all started with one person wanting to honor somebody she loved. That's, I think, what's so amazing about something like this, that it started small, but well, I mean, good Lord, 80 landmarks, (laughs) it's not that small, but it started with one person wanting to honor another person. You mentioned that there are some people who are involved because they want to honor someone who's passed. There are also people who are involved because they themselves are living with MBC. Do you have a sense of how many individuals are being honored or how many individuals have inspired others to get involved? From the communication that I've gotten, I know that people have found being a part of this campaign very meaningful because this diagnosis does not make sense. You know, um, there there's no reason why we should have to be living with something that has no cure, that has a two to three year life expectancy. And it's cathartic to be able to give some type of purpose to the diagnosis and know that you're doing something to hopefully help your own life, but more so knowing that you'll help the lives of your children or future generations. Purpose is so very important, especially when you've been diagnosed with something so significant. And the uh, MetaViber Advocacy Committee, which we've had on uh, this series, um, organizes things very similar to the Light Up MBC project in that there are state captains for each of um, the 50 states. And uh, similar to what we've been talking about with Light Up MBC, that there are templates and um, you don't have to remember the, the, the um, bill numbers and that sort of thing, but you can also get on the MetaViber website, which is metaviber.org, and uh, get in touch with the state captains if you go to the advocacy portion of, of the website. Just like with so many other things, the stampede, which involves the legislative advocacy efforts of MetaViber, um, that was online last year, virtual, and it's going to be virtual again this year because Capitol Hill is not open. You cannot even go meet with people in Washington at the moment. So um, definitely lots of ways to to get involved on the local, state, and national level. And if anybody is interested in learning more about MetaViber's efforts there, um, there's all kinds of information on the website. One of the things that I love about this podcast is being able to bring on people like Abigail and Tammy to really share resources to our breast cancer community. Whether you are early stage or late stage, we need to come together as one to really make a change in the advocacy work that we're doing in finding a cure in supporting our researchers and scientists because anything that we can do at the top will have a trickle down effect for the rest of us. Abigail and Tammy, thank you as always for being guests on Breast Cancer Conversations. 
Thank you for tuning in and listening to our podcast. If you would like to find out more about our organization and upcoming events and ways to connect, you can find out more by visiting our website at survivingbreastcancer.org. I would like to acknowledge that all of the information on our podcast is from personal experiences and it is not a substitute for professional medical advice. You should always consult your medical care team. If you're looking for specific topics or would like to be a guest on our show, feel free to contact me directly at laura at survivingbreastcancer.org. And of course, we have a couple social media handles you can follow us at as well. For example, Surviving Breast Cancer Org, all one word, as well as our podcast specifically, Breast Cancer Conversations. Until next time, keep on thriving.